city. You want a buzz to get you drugs. You want a bitch for a car that can get you hugs. Once you negotiate, matter it ain't about what you deserve. No nigga curb a hoe. It's serving old man over there. Hold they know a go and go again. Atlanta peaches and they born free and they be going in. They gotta lure me in. So fuck shit, better go on with it. Paper on me at all time like I was born with it. Anybody get it and everybody fucking with it. Most I kind of got in my motherfucking city, nigga. Pulling yachts off the dock yeah. Barely watch my watch Cause this money come round the clock yeah. I got a few haters But they too broke to be ops Trying to juggle all these women I'm starting to feel like my pops Walking out of Nobu Put Gracie Hunt in the drop I'm with the block We turned to Hollywood Welcome ladies and gentlemen To episode 97 of the Splash Cast, The ATL edition I'm your co-host Reggie I'm your co-host Norwood We are your HBCU homeboys Let's do it Hey 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 Black Culture Awareness Month Heard it here first, October. October, baby. I feel like, yeah, because most most homecomings homecomings are in October. Some people try to be crazy having September and November, doing like that. October. We don't support that. We don't support that. <laughs> October. <laughs> no, October. No, no pause. October. <laughs> off limits, baby. For yeah, I need I need to be able to. Of- I need to be able to move around. You know, you know, I'm sizey. I'm in I'm in the big nigga yeah. brigade. Shout it. So I need to be able to move around with some breeze in a nice hoodie. I don't need to be warm and I don't need to be cold. I need to be just right. Fall is my weather. Fall is my season. <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm a more springtime person. This is me I right like now. spring too. I like spring too. You know, I, I'm probably 20 pounds away from being a spring person. 20 pounds away. <laughs> <laughs> if I could just get this 20 off me. Yeah, that, 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 that Little, little dub, yeah, you know I mean, get that little dub up off him. But uh, y'all know what it is with the ATL yeah. edition, man. We do Hawks slash Dream News, uh, Braves and Falcons news as well, man. We're gonna get right into it with the Hawks. Uh, the Hawks have had the midiest of midiest of midiest seasons. When I say midi, it has been mid, y'all. Um. We are literally about to be 39 and 39 on the season. We will probably end the season at 41 and 41. Um, no matter how many wins we I'm have in mad. a row, we're going to follow it up are. with that many loses, losses in a row. Look at John, 14. I see you out here. Uh, shout out to Kyle. Yeah, he auditioning for hopefully his new employer. <laughs> but there has been some aberrations or epiphanies or uh just wonderful things development that we've seen um for the hawks uh jalen johnson is one and we'll get to talking about him pretty soon but number two would be probably the marriage of okungwu and capella um they actually made history today uh this last this month by both averaging well i'm sorry this past month march by both averaging 70 percent Field goal percentage uh, in field goal percentage for the whole month. First two teammates to ever do that in history. Um, and Yeko Kung was 64 of 90. Capella was 81 of 11, man. I I know we keep saying one or the other, you're going to have to end up starting Okungwu. I wouldn't mind that. I really wish that they could just get along. They are like together, with their forces combined, they are like a really good center. Like a game changing center. That is that is the reason that I'm so frustrated about this season. I am a firm believer that this is the that. peak of the amount of skill that we will have on one team. 
I don't know how we would possess a better, more well-rounded team than the one that we have right now. And for us to, just like we just talked about literally seconds ago, be mid is disappointing. These guys playing their ass off for the whole month of March to be exactly 500 and to not ever really be more than a game above 500 is tragic. It is also reminiscent of the fact that we do not play nearly enough inside out. These guys shooting 70% from the field for 48 minutes. We have one, we, we have one position to shoot 70%. And they're both averaging the position that, and consistently getting the least amount of shots. I just, wow. I don't understand that to me drives me crazy. You got to play through the guys who are playing well. It's no reason that the guys who are making the most shots don't get anywhere. Like just historically for this team, never get enough shots. Whoever it is, whether it be John Collins, whether it be on Yekka Kong or Clint Capella, just not enough shots. Inside out, I like how they play. And this is why. You don't have to really run offense for either of them. It's good to run it because we're a pick-and-roll team. And Okungwu, I will say his skill set is starting to get him to the point where you may have to start running some plays for him. Um, but right as of now, you don't have to run any plays for them, and they, they're averaging together, I think, 40 points and 20 rebounds a game or something crazy like that. You know, one will have 18 so, or 12, hey, and the other hey, one will just have try them out. Two plays a quarter. You don't have to. That's my thing is you don't have to go crazy and commit to this is now our offense. But you, there has to be a point where, hey, they're shooting 70%. Run a play for them. Try it out. I think they do run plays for Okungwu. They run pin down plays wherever he is, and he catches the ball in the post, and he can go over either shoulder and hit you with the hook. What's frustrating with the Hawks, now I'm going to pivot from here because I am frustrated. The Hawks have been – uh, let's go to the schedule real quick so that while we speak. Um, what's frustrating with the Hawks is we will go, We are. I mean, literally mid. Lost, win, lost, win, lost, win, lost, win, yeah, lost, lost, win, win. Lo- lost, lost, win, win, lost, win, lo- lost, lost, win, win, lost, lost, win, win. I mean, it's we can't get anywhere, right? So There's a team with no identity. What's frustrating to me is we will run post plays. Oh, sorry. We will run post plays. My bad. <laughs> and uh, run Tell all the y'all. plays. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, we will run post plays for Okungwu and Jalen Johnson and uh, and Clint Capella. And we will try to get them involved. We will not do that for John Collins. We literally just John sit John Collins in the corner and that's it. Make him shoot threes. And I just I not can't understand why. I can't understand why. But y'all are prepping him to eventually get somewhere and become a three-point shooter. By the time that he really does this for a season, he's eventually going to get good at doing that. But by the time that you guys can actually use it, he'll be on somebody else's team. Yeah. Yeah. And Congrats on your prep work, though. I feel like Trey really does not like John Collins. Like, I've seen him make more passes, thread the needle passes, make get pass to the centers, and John be rolling right down the middle of the lane and nobody sees it. And I'm like, come on, man. He a no um, look pass and he a no look pass, John boy. Pass <laughs> right over. Next. He will. 
But the Hawks are actually playing Dallas now. The last game they played Brooklyn, and shout out to God, uh, uh, what's his name from Phoenix, Mikael Bridges. Shout out to Mikael Bridges, dog. He had forty something points uh, and just beat the hell out of the Hawks, pretty much by himself. Now, I, I will <laughs> say the guy who we had that should match up with him was not it was not available. That's DeAndre Hunter, who's currently injured. Uh, I think we started. Yeah. Did we start Sadiq Bate last game? We started Sadiq Bate at the three, and he got he roasted, no toasted, and flambéed, boy. Um, and and that I, is the. I I know that Sadiq Bate looks more like what I believe the Atlanta Hawks want at the power forward position, but that is his glaring weakness. Is he plays little to he's no awful defense. On defense? He's awful. And he is awful, you gotta score. We have to score 140 points every game. We have yeah, we have to score 140 points. If you're gonna have the uh, Trey on the floor, Sadiq Bay on the floor, and Bogey, Dejounte Murray, <laughs> I mean, Bo- playing Bogey, you know, substantial minutes. Even Dejounte Murray, he's a risk reward defender. He's not your, you know, sit in the chair type of guy. Yeah, it just, uh, it's, uh, it's gonna make it exponentially more difficult for us going forward. I will say against Brooklyn, we did not. Um, our offense was not hitting. Outside of DeJounte Murray, uh, there was really nothing going on uh, from offense. I think John Collins, Clint Capella, and Trey Young all had single-digit points. Um, it, it, was may have, it was a tragedy. It, and if they didn't have single digits, it was single digits till the game was out of reach. So it didn't really matter after they, that. They could have honestly – all three of them could have sat for a rest if they was going to play that bad. Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, but <clears> – <throat> Uh, there was, there has been a player out, and it's not Hunter, it's not John. There has been somebody that has been out the last few games, and I think for the first time, Hawks fans and non-Hawks fans are starting to understand his importance to the game. Jalen Johnson has been out for like two weeks. He had a he had like a hamstring injury, uh, quad like lower extremity soft tissue injury. Um, his defense versatility and offensive pushing the ball down the court is more valuable than Quinn Snyder's offense than ever before. If if he could get that, if he could get that shot to a reasonable range, nah, he don't fit either. He doesn't shoot. He he's a worse shooter than John Collins in the corner. But he can handle he, the ball though. He can. John can't handle the ball like he can. He gets he gets the ball. Yeah. Goes. You can teach him to Correct, shoot. Correct. I would, I would yes, think but, you could teach him to shoot more than you could teach John to dribble. That shot is like, – I want him to keep shooting it, but it's, 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 it's tricky. Um, I mean, my thing about it is in full-court offense, you're exactly right. He He's perfectly fine. In half-court, it it's very difficult for me to find a place for him. Well, and, but he's learning though. Um, again, he did come back against the Brooklyn in the Brooklyn game, and he led the team in rebounds. Um, he can cut I, to the I rim so well. He does not stand in the corner because he can't shoot. He's always moving on offense. He's cutting through. He's out of he's the posted, and he, or he's going to get the rebound. That's why he gets all the putback dunks. He does what John Collins used to do, right? That's what John used to do. Uh, and then John got a shot, and they put him in the corner, but. Jalen Johnson missing was the biggest plays, thing. He typically ever. plays with a Kongwu, and a Kongwu mm-hmm. has 
a combo has the ability to at least not have to shoot right there all the time. So the spacing is also a little bit better. A little yeah, bit. It is. It is. And I've noticed that the Hawks have played John Collins with a Kung-Lu more. And it's unlocking John's shot uh, and mid-range. Um, so we did end up beating Cleveland, although <laughs> Donovan Mitchell still had another wild game. Uh, two blocks by Jalen Johnson. We beat who? Cleveland. We Again? Yep. Beat him again. For the second time in two games? And that in this game, Capella and Murray came along with uh, DeJounte. DeJounte had 29. Trey, Trey had 10 assists. Capella had 10 rebounds. And we ended up uh, – we actually beat Cleveland and held the lead the entire game. That was a really good, complete game. You're talking about one of the best defenses in the NBA? Yep. Now, they didn't have Jared Allen, but Evan Mobley was definitely held in – uh, held in check, and and that that is Evan Mobley came to the Cavs at the perfect time, where they already had a legitimate center. Uh, he is not a five, and you can't leave him out there. But he's seven at the one, five. He blocked himself. like three shots in a row, one possession. I like he he is, but he. Him alone is, is is not is not nearly as scary as him and Jared Allen together. Ooh. Uh, I, I think, it, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Once Evan Mobley gets grows up a little bit I, more, and, and he's going to be a problem for for all everybody I, I, I involved. Think I'm going to bring him down a little bit. I thought he was a little bit better. I thought that he could play the five for a game, and it wouldn't look too crazy. I think that, you know, he, he's like the Bam Adebayo, John he Collins. He's better than John um, Collins. He no, should no, be. no, 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 no. Just, just oh, hear me out. Set. Just hear me out. Yeah. Julius Ir- uh not Julius Irving. Julius Randall guy who can be a very good four, but you'd have to have a five there. You don't have a five there, then you're going to make it very difficult on this guy to show how good he is. Hmm. Yeah. He's if he ever like once he gets I feel like he's on the same timeline as Giannis like Giannis has so much potential but he just had to like grow up a little bit I feel like Evan Mobley just has to get has to grow up a little bit more I'm not saying he has the same skill set as Giannis but I he he to me his skill set is more Tim Duncan and it could be yes he could be an issue my only thing is how I don't know he got one of those bodies it looks a little narrow I'm not sure if he's Marcus going to be Aldridge type. Shout out to Lark- yeah. Marcus Aldridge, man. Career. But, but even LaMarcus Aldridge, eventually, like, he got he got the weight. But I just, these guys now, they're young, and they just look so skinny. Yeah. That's yeah. like, that's my Chet Holmgren concern is, can you put on weight? Yeah. We Same ended thing. up. We ended up uh, playing Memphis before Cleveland, and we lost to Memphis. Uh, I will say the games that we're losing, a lot of them we should win or have a chance of winning. We should have beat Minnesota. Um, we should have beat. We could have beaten Memphis. We should not. Have, we weren't going to beat Brooklyn. Brooklyn just got too hot. Um, but we're we're playing better basketball, is what I'm noticing. The Hawks are just playing better basketball. Our defense is still leaves something to be desired. Still wishing the Bulls would go on a losing streak so the Magic can sneak in. No, Sneaky. The Magic are not getting in. Getting in. Sneak in but to what? The, the play in. You know, sneak into the maybe. 
<laughs> but um, I will say that the Hawks, uh, I like I said, you I expect us to go forty-one and forty-one, and so now with the standings as they are, we are actually probably we are pretty much in the play-in. We'd pretty we'd have to lose almost every game. We'd have to lose every game, and I think Washington would have to win like five out of the last seven games for them to get into the play-in. Um, for us not to make it anyway, especially if we win this game against Dallas. Right now, we are yeah. what numbers? We're in the number nine spot. I don't hate that spot if you're going to be in the play-in. Nah, I want to be in the eight spot so we can win one game and get in. Yeah, because then, it, but if you win that, you're you're. I mean, you play Boston, which is the worst matchup we could possibly have. I don't. But I mean, you're in. Think so, you're playing with fire, and you could play um, Milwaukee. I rather have I think Boston we match, than Philly. I wouldn't. I think we match up better with Milwaukee than Boston. We not. You can't play Philly. Philly's gonna play Brooklyn. We're not getting in the sixth spot. I'm trying to get to the to the eight seed, not the seven seed. I my that's heart tells with fire, me that we should be able to match up with Boston. We should we should we have be not able matched to. with them all year. I don't think we've beaten them. I'm talking about from a player personnel standpoint. I'm not comfortable saying like Robert Williams or Clint Capella. Uh, I'm not I'm not Clint gonna go Capella down the whole right roster, now. but. You look at the roster. They, because we lose that. It, if you go down the roster, we lose that. <laughs> either way, man. DeJounte Murray, they got, Brown. I'm tight. I'm tight about DeAndre the Hunter right or, now, so. or, or or Jason Tatum. Like, those those two nullify pretty much the rest. And then their whole bench well, is better than ours. We, we match up better with Milwaukee because Milwaukee's bench isn't better. Give it to them. Yeah. On, I, I, but our biggest opponent has has been the same opponent all season. I said it doesn't matter who we really put out on the floor. I think that we're a team that matches up against most teams in the East, minus Embiid Elijah very well. But we have to be committed to winning games and sharing the ball. That's our downfall, not the other teams. You you said it. We play all of these games and we're in all of these games minus the Brooklyn game. But it's mm-hmm. about playing together. I 100% could see how you could play the Hawks in the play-in and get us in the playoffs, and it'd be a recipe for disaster for the other team. But we have to play together. That is the requirement. The Hawks, all season, everything has been on them. Well, it what's frustrating is it 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 we show spurts of playing together. We show spurts of uh actually being a good team and being together we show spurts of that and then all of a sudden we just don't anymore and i'm like i just i just don't like the inconsistency i guess is the better that is who we are we're consistently inconsistent like right now we started this we was up by like 10 they've cut it to five there is a very reasonable chance we lose this yeah especially shooting those type of shots trey thanks um, it is <laughs> we're watching is. the game right now, so you may get some, some, some yeah. spews of anger and hate coming out. But uh, I, I'm not angry, or or nor do I hate this. This is what I have as a team. 
We're going to continue to do this. And they just cut the lead to three. Yeah, they did. So let me go to the schedule real quick. Um, do we got to? Yeah, man, we got it. Do, where do you see us? Uh, uh, in, where do you see us finishing? I would like to. To that's, and we just get to eight. Just stay at eight. That's all I want. I don't want to drop to nine or ten. So we got to win two games. I don't. We got Chicago, to Washington, seven. Philly, and Boston left. Unfortunately we for need, us, we, have, we got Boston and Philly are, are are still playing for seeding. I believe you need so, to win three of these games. We need to win tonight. Need to beat the Bulls. Need to beat the Wizards, and then it would be nice if we could split one of those. I think if we win these three games, I don't. I think we're pretty much solidified of where we are. Oh my God! We just ruined an alley oop. Turned it over. Oh yeah, that's why I'm. A, I'm. We're watching the game. I'm a little ahead of Norwood. That's why I said, "Oh, AJ, you got to be better." Um, I we got to beat Dallas. Dallas sets the tone for where we are for the rest of the week, because by this time next week, we it'll be by the time we podcast next week, it'll be the end of the season, and we'll we'll know what the Hawks are going to do. We'll know or what they've done. Really, we'll know. This is a disappointing season. It's such a mid-season. And it's but just if we win these three and then lose eight. the last two, that puts us at 41-41. 82-82. <laughs> out of Look, 82 games. And that looks about who we are, too, boy. Um, But, yeah, man, let's get to the teams that I like. What teams do you like? Oh, ha- uh, the Hawks Braves. And, and the, oh, the Braves. I mean, the Braves and the Falcons. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the Hawks segment, man. We got one more week. Uh, Kung Wu and Capella are playing out of this world. Uh, everybody else just needs to pick up the slack so we can finish strong. The Hawks look like they're destined for the play-in. By next week, we'll know who we're playing. Uh, y'all stay tuned. We will be back with the Brave segment. We are starting off smoking hot, which I did not really see that happening. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. And Ronald Acuna is on an MVP race already. And man, MVP Sean Murphy. I mean, not Sean Murphy, uh, Matt Olson. Uh, already, man. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Listen to the rough draft with a splash cast, whatever pack is going to be, 36 or 48. You never know. Y'all Definitely a tuned. rough draft. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 97 of the Splashcast, the ATL edition, Sunday night edition. I guess this is Sunday Sunday service, or this Sunday service. Yeah, uh, don't, not, not, not what you was finna go with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, y'all know we just finished the uh, Hawk segment, man, the most consistently inconsistent team in the league. Uh, we are now going to talk about that team over my left shoulder, ladies and gentlemen, who those are listening, it is the Atlanta Braves World Series 2021 placard that I have up in my office. Uh, the Braves season has started off with a bang, Shade. 
the Braves bang, played bang, the Expos. Bang. The Braves played the Expos. And before we get into it, I must remind you that Norwood said, and I'm saying this because he always says that nobody ever gives him credit uh, and acknowledges things that he predicts. Wait, hold the, on, hold on. Let me turn my volume up. Let me turn my volume up so I can hear get my good ear now. Norwood said Ronald Acuna. Here we go. Is the Braves MVP candidate this year? And after after a spirited debate where I said he wasn't the MVP candidate last year or the year before, Norwood said going forward he thinks he's this is he's the MVP candidate, which is a fair assessment, uh, especially since he thinks he probably thinks he's underpaid. Well, let me tell y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all how the Braves season started out in 2022 2023 watch very very closely here as golden acuna does what he does this one hits solidly to left that ball is gone ronald acuna leading off game two of the season with a solo jack to left it's the first homer of the year for the atlanta braves lead off dinger then hit him with the too small this season (laughs) oh you know no he always hit him with the two-step coming around third no, hit him with the two small. Oh, I missed that one. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to have him healthy. I'm more happy to have him hitting home runs and to come right on in to start the season, knocking one out on the Expos, man, made my soul cry a little bit. I was so happy. Um, and then he was the only person hitting home runs. There Matt Olson. Woo! That ball. That man swing that bat like he wrestled bears in his. In his Matt Olson, if y'all, so Matt Olson's major league, uh, geez, pause all of this conversation. His the bat that he uses to hit home runs is, I don't know how to not say this without making it aos, but his bat is big as hell, bro. Like it is oversized, uh, and his 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 hand speed is very underrated. Because it looks like he swings a, so slow. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, I'm going to get out your... Clear out. Clear out. <laughs> Clear out. ISO. Uh, no, that's passing to you. Your what's, your thought of, what's your thought on Matt Olson swinging his bat? Well, you know that I've always said that this dude looks like he juggles in the circus in his free time. Like anchors <laughs> or, or something way too strong. And and the way that he hits the ball is violent, it is direct, and it is consistent. And it, and it's, it's it's not a whole, it's not very verbose in the way that he does it. He's gonna, and he's gonna swing it, and you should be somewhere else because the ball is going far. I it's mean, go so far, I, yeah. I I I give Anthopolis credit. If you're going to lose Freddie to bring Matt Olsen in. Pull over. Pull over to the side of the road if you're a Braves fan. Stop your car. Get that man a round of applause. We 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 did not sign Freddie Freeman. And I will say through two se- well through one season and one game, Matt Olsen has been everything that we could have asked for in a more cost-effective player. I don't think that there is anything else we could have asked for. And Alex Anthopoulos, congratulations on doing an excellent job. <laughs> King of sanity. Every time I do the home run trot around the bases, those tight baseball pants made me fart the whole way. <laughs> that is a random, random thought. But thank you, King of Sanity, for tuning in I'm, to the splash. I'm glad answer. that you felt comfortable enough to communicate that with yeah, us. This is a safe space. Appreciate this you, man. It is a safe space for all sports fans. Let us know how you feel, man, even if it means telling fart stories. 
Uh, hey. So it's funny thing about <laughs> Matt Olson. Judgment free zone. <laughs> Matt Olson Ooh, actually a combo went. Block. Yeah, about the hell out of it. Uh, Matt Olson actually went twice <laughs> against the Nationals. Look at this. Look at this. Woo! Um, right there. He. <laughs> somebody said he's on pace for 162 home runs. Yeah, yeah, the baseball definitely feels it. Like, and no, if you notice, Matt, none of Matt Olson home run barely barely make it over the oh. over the wall. Like, it's a, I've most of his home runs are no doubters. Like, look at that. And, and he don't really wait. He don't really waste no time either. He get right to the trot. No real, no bat flip. None of that. He's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I just knocked this thing out of here. You already know what it is, and it don't even. Hey be man, that's. So Beautiful he's, baseball. He's well, man. I'm happy to have these guys on our team. Uh, this is an excellent way to start the season. We won this game seven to one. Now we did lose today. I think four to one. To the I, I I propose, prop, I proposition I present that differently. We closed out the series, winning two out of three against the the, the Expos. That's how I say that. Fair. I take <laughs> you take the W's. You can't get them all. Can't get them all. Get what you needed to. But we're like I said, we're starting out hot, man. And um, oh, this is when he went yard twice. So this is the two dingers. The next game, woo, lordy. Uh, so yeah, that has to be immensely frustrating. And this too has to be immensely frustrating. Once again, if you're driving again, stop your car, pull over to the side of the road. Once again, give uh, Alex Anthopoulos a round of applause. Not only did you get Mike Harris. You also got Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider, season debut, he had nine strikeouts in the Braves' seven to one win over the Expos. Woo! Ninety nine on the outside corner. For those that are listening, Smoking we're watching him just absolutely. Uh, hey, don't worry. You, away, if, if you if you can't hear it, just just know they're they're missing all of these. He homeboy let the bat go. He was working so hard. <laughs> all of his fastball. He's throwing a hundred mile an hour fastballs. 95 mile an hour changeup and an 85 mile an hour changeup. I mean, a, a slider. That that three pitch combination right there is crazy. It's crazy. You don't have somebody throw their back out the way they swing. <laughs> <laughs> so it, oh, it, it seems that he is he is in in peak form just in time. <laughs> Damn, 100 mile power heater ain't no joke, boy. Let me tell you. It seems that he's in peak form just fine. I mean, just in time because Max Freed actually exited opening day with left hamstring discomfort. He was covering first on a uh, dribbler in the infield and ended up uh, tweaking his hamstring. And it was later released that uh, Snicker said uh, he'll he's going to miss at least one start and it may be an extended period of time. Feel very com- comfortable with our team. I feel like we have a decent amount of assets to fight through the beginning of the season until people get healthy. Uh, I, I think that I feel very confident in our team. Alex Anthopoulos has. We're not a top-heavy team where we're we're dependent only on pitching or we're on, only dependent on hitting. We can kind of find ways to win games pretty consistently until everybody gets healthy. Yeah, we definitely did. We definitely have depth. On this team at almost every position, I think pitching. I, we also ended up losing our uh, reliever uh, in the first game as well. Pitching um, may be our biggest question mark because 
of the injuries, everybody coming back. We have a lot of we have a lot of unknowns. Uh, but if if they reach their potential, we're already ranked yeah, the number uh, three team in the league. If we have a good pitching staff, y'all are in trouble because the bats are the bats are singing early. And and the other part is we we still have guys who are waiting for. We still got you know he's on the sixty day injured list. We got Madsick. We got Soroka, who is going to start in AAA on Tuesday. We got Max Fried, who's out for at least right now. And then we got Kyle Wright. So we have pitchers now, and this also sets us up to get specifically Soroka, Wright, and Freed. You can throw them back into the mix. We got a force. Yep. Yep. Now, um, Ron Washington. This. Uh, for those that don't know, Von Grissom, who was supposed to, he is the reason. He is the reason. I want to make sure that y'all understand. Von Grissom was the reason that Dansby Swanson was not re-signed. I know y'all say it's the money. Dansby took the money in Chicago, which he did. Because if you are not going to be re-signed by the Braves, what you think you're owed, you might as well get as much money as you possibly can. Because his heart isn't in anywhere else but Atlanta. He said that. Um, Von Grissom was demoted. We talked about it last week. It was wild crazy. Uh, he is in AAA right now. He's in Gwinnett. Uh, Ron Washington had some words for him. He said, uh, he basically told him, Ron Washington's advice to Von Grissom, if, uh, he said, if you don't like it, play better. Uh, Grissom ripped a triple in his first game in AAA last night. So Ron's trying to give him some, trying to give him some advice to get back up there. I love Coach Washington because he is blunt. He is straight to the point, but he is also one of the guys who gets the most results out of the guys who he coaches. Mm -hmm. there, there is an immense amount of respect for Coach Washington. I think that goes across the entire roster. He gets the best out of players, and he didn't sell him a dream and say, oh, well, all the rest of this. He said, no, if you want to play, play better. And, yeah. you know, in yeah. the time that we kind of exist in now, all players – aren't willing to take that criticism. I also give, you know, a lot of respect to Vaughn Grissom because he said it, he took it, and he didn't seem to be bothered by it. And I think he understands long-term, there's still a spot for me. All I have to do is play good on a good baseball team. I'm going to get the shot. The spot is and, here. You just you have know. to take it. Now, I yep. will say, Alex Anthopoulos also sent a message, too. He went, oh, ahead, and he signed signed our, he went ahead and signed Arcia to a three-year deal. Now... If that isn't a message, that I don't know what one is. Yes, Ron Washington can tell you everything. Ron, <laughs> watching the Hawks game. Ron Washington can tell you everything. He can tell you uh, play better, and it's up to you. Alex Anthopoulos signs your paycheck, and Alex Anthopoulos is taking the money and giving it to somebody else. That is a big deal. So hopefully Vaughn gets it together. Uh, it's early yes, in the season. But we also know that Anthopolis will hoard. He he's all if if once he deems you as a good asset, he'll pay you. Cause you you know, we'll find a place for that guy to go and get something later, get some picks. We gotta rebuild this farm system anyway. We do. There is no the, the Braves over the last few years, up until this year, have had a surplus of good young players. And if we got a guy under contract who we believe is a competent infielder then, yeah, either we will, you know, number one, we can continue to work with Vaughn Grissom, 
And eventually, if Vaughn steps up and he's at a point where he can be a starter, we can. That's a very tradable contract that we have. And teams gonna need infielders. So let me let me ask you this question before we get out of this break. Shoot. We traded for Matt Olson, and we also traded for the Oakland A's catcher, um, Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. Robbed him blind. We traded Christian Pache. Christian Pache is not going to make the opening day roster for Oakland. Boston. He's in Boston. There, he's already in Boston? Yep. Well, there goes that. I know what you were thinking, but yes. Do that was the article. Back? Do uh, you bring him back? I'm I'm never against bringing Pache back, but I, I think that I think that Boston did two things at one time. They were like, this guy probably might be pretty good. And on top of that, they're like, oh, don't let the Braves get him. Because we would have yeah. got him back. We would have sure got him back. And that, now that would have been scary. So, uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the Braves segment of episode 87 of the Splashcast, the ATL edition. We got the Hawks segment, got a couple things we're going to talk about. Bringing, we signing more Falcons. players. Falcons. I'm sorry. Falcons. Hawks. Falcons. We're signing more players. I'm talking it's, about them chumps. And it's not uh, Lamar, unfortunately, but we're going to have a conversation. Um, I need to talk about what Arthur Blank said about Lamar. Uh, as and well and as I also, I just want y'all to take a moment here, specifically the people who've been rocking with us through the Atlanta Braves segment. Just when you get a moment, just think to yourself, appreciate the Braves, the team that has since seems to play together and enjoy playing baseball. Appreciate these moments because they are fleeting. God is love. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Falcons segment uh, of the Splashcast, episode 97, the ATL edition. Peace out. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final segment of episode 87 of the Splashcast, the ATL edition, the Falcon segment. Got a few things we're going to talk about today, man. Um, I actually wanted to talk about uh, uh, we, we signed an offensive lineman. We signed a defensive lineman. Uh, and then we also signed a receiver. So let's start out with the offensive lineman. The Falcons signed Josh Miles. I know some of y'all are like, who is Josh Miles? Well, Josh Miles uh, is a veteran, uh, drafted, uh, undrafted free agent out of Morgan State. Six foot six, 340 pounds. He's a swing tackle. Uh, shout out to him at Morgan State. Um, but it looks like the Falcons are filling out their roster with bench players and players uh, – mid-level contracts i i see what they're doing now i think they're just stockpiling the war chest they're trying to get last year we had legitimately the worst roster in the nfl one of the worst rosters i think they're looking now to hey let's just get competent players on the field versus really taking stretches we're in offense alignment and defense alignment we're going to have enough guys that if anybody gets hurt we can just throw another guy in there if if we're going to rotate a bunch of guys so nobody gets tired. So since they're not as they may not be as good as we want them to be, if you can play fresh, then you should be able to attack and play aggressively on both sides of the line better. That That's what it looks like to me. 
they're trying to make it so that we're not an injury away from a four game losing streak. At this point, right. you're getting they have they obviously have like a prototype of what they want. They want bigger receivers. Yep. Um, they want bigger linemen. They want to be versatile on the de- on the defensive line. So they signed big. All of our offensive linemen we've signed have been like six four to six six, three hundred to three hundred and fifty pounds. There is no six two two ninety five lineman on the Falcons. Uh, offensive line anymore arthur smith knows what he wants similar to our offensive uh wide receivers we typically go after bigger wide receivers um big and physical big and physical but on defense uh they pride themselves on being versatile so we've signed we did sign joe gaziano which is cool um that's not who i thought we were gonna who i thought this was the calais campbell joint um uh, no, I think we talked about Calais at last week at the end. We did. We did. We did. So we signed – oh, we did. We signed Joe Gaziano, who is another player to fill out the, the roster on defense. But he has a quick first step, um, and he played for the Chargers. He actually had a couple uh, sacks last year. Uh, so adding him plus Calais Campbell to a one-year $7 million contract, we look – our, our defensive line looks to be playing a lot of bodies, and it creates a lot of single uh, single one-on-one matchups for Grady Jarrett, which is ultimately what you want. I also think that looking at the way that we continue to fill offensive line, defensive line, offensive line, defensive line, it makes it look like to me we are going to go after a cornerback in the uh, that's what everything Sometimes we are still positioning it out in the draft now. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they get Nolan they... Smith, though. Because you need a linebacker still. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but I feel like if you can go get a cornerback that you feel very confident in next to A.J. Terrell, I think that you probably got to make that move, especially with Jesse Bates. I just feel like that that should firm up that secondary, which has been such a bane of our existence for so long. And they're just going to rotate defensive line. You, you might see a, a new defensive lineman deep. every play. If you have a good rotation of defensive linemen with a decent secondary, they both help each other, which is eventually exactly. Um, now on offense, I had been trying to figure out what the Falcons were going to do at receiver because we do have straight line speed in Cordero. We do. We did not sign um, uh, back really any of our receivers. Uh, we do have Drake London, who's a good possession receiver. We have an above average, exceptionally gifted uh, tight end coming off injury, and we signed Jonu Smith. But we didn't really address the speed component of the in a, of the of the offense, the wide receiver, the slot. I thought we were going after that in the draft, which I still think we are going to go get somebody in the draft. But we signed Scotty Miller, who was another speed guy, played in Tampa Bay uh, this past week as well. So and he runs a four three two forty. So inexpensive. He's used to that position. Take the top off the defense. Don't really have to do it m- much else than that. Yeah, yeah. Drake London. Drake London. I would assume to be our wide receiver one. Uh, Mac from the Raiders. Right now, penciled in as our wide receiver two, even though I think we could go after one of those in the draft. Kyle Pitts is wide is tight end number one. Johnny Smith is tight end number two. You know, we still got Algier, we got Huntley, we got CP. We have an offense. We have weapons. We've 
we've put together, you know, I know we're going to talk about Lamar here in a second, but this is the best complement of weapons that that we've had as far as even where everybody, you know, like when we had Julio, it's Julio, but it was Julio. <laughs> yeah. Now it's it's like you got now you have to play more. You got a problem if you double somebody here. Whoever you're doubling, you're leaving somebody in. in Offensively, this is probably the best collection of weapons we have. Yes, it's not as top-heavy talent-wise, but it's the best collections of weapons we've had since 2012 uh, when we had Julio Jones, Mm -hmm. Roddy White, Tony Gonzalez, Michael Turner. That we had playmakers on every level of the defense, um, and and we also had a possession. We had possession receivers. We had speed. We had size. We could run the ball. Um, and you had, if at the end of the day, just throw it to Tony or Julio or Roddy. There was really it was yeah, really difficult it. for you to stop. Um, the only team that could stop us really was San Francisco, who had a generational defense. Uh, they just had the second generational defense. They lost to the Raiders, Ravens, uh, in the Super Bowl. So. I think from a, a a diversity a diverse standpoint, this may be the most diverse offense we've seen. It's up to Desmond Ritter to be able to get just spread the ball around. It seems like Arthur Smith is kind of making you more of a game manager than anything else, which I think is perfect. I think that is, that's how we should start instead of put. You know, he he has the ability to throw the ball down the field more than Mariota which is all we really needed. You can continue to manage the game. We're still going to have a, a rough physical running team. That's where I think we're going to, that's where our bread and butter is going to be made. But I think we're going to try to lessen it as far as putting people in the box with this array of weapons. You might as well throw it. Scotty, I only want to see you run forwards, bro. <laughs> you need to fly around every time. I want to see Drake. And, and, and Kyle Pitts either flooding the zone if they go zone, or I want to see drag and dig if they're going to play man. We'll run some picks and screens there. I want to get Cordero in the space, and I'm going to let, you know, Algier run your face off. What I am good, – good point, Sneaky. Uh, what I am noticing and what I feel is that they're making Cordero – they're going to pretty much play him at running back. I don't think that they're going to – I don't think that they're going to play him at receiver. Uh, so, <laughs> you watching the game? <laughs> yep. You. Y'all wake Lord. up. Bro. Yes. I'm about to have an emotional breakdown. Trey Young, for the second game in a row, while we're up, shoots a logo three. No no need for it. We could have easily got a good two here. We gave him a long rebound, gave him two points. All right. Yeah, man. But uh let's get <laughs> let's get to this Lamar talk. So with the spending that the Hawks have done, yeah, we were up six with a minute left and now uh, we're tied. Um with the spending that the Hawks that the Falcons have done in the offseason, you can pretty much say that the Lamar Jackson fantasy is over. We're not gonna get Lamar. Um, I think we have about twenty million dollars left in cap space, which is thirty million dollars left than what he less than what he wants. Um, 
I feel it came out that Arthur Blank, because the media has been on the Falcons' ass about not trading for Lamar. Because we have all the cap space and we clearly need a quarterback. Or we have an unproven quarterback and we have a lot of cap space. And we have a lot of weapons. Um, Arthur Blank came out and reiterated the point of the health issue with Lamar and the way that he plays uh, in the health issue and making a big commitment. I think that's full of shit. I think that's BS. Um, Lamar Jackson got hurt in the pocket, not out of the pocket. Uh, I went back because we did talk about this before. Uh, I went back and looked at the plays he got hurt in. Uh, It's not like he takes a lot of big hits. I think he injured himself two years ago doing a flip into the end zone. Like he doesn't, in the game of football, he doesn't take really large, really big hits or, or or anything like that. So I think that's BS. And then the Falcons then come back and say the Falcons fully examined the idea of trading for quarterback Lamar Jackson, but ultimately declined. I understand that, but I also, uh, I, I also see what the Falcons are attempting to do. And with their, their recent salary cap hell situation with uh, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. I understand how they're not really looking to sign to get back into the saddle of one of them. They're trying to be strategic with the way that they build this team. I'm okay with that. Now, I will also say that with that said, (laughs) with that said, the, the team that I think that is more egregious is the Jets. The Jets want to spend the money. Why are you spending the money on Aaron Rodgers when you can get a quarterback that you could have? For the and you have pieces that you could have traded. Why would you trade Elijah Elijah um, Moore to more, Cleveland? Elijah Moore to Cleveland when you have the money, you have the pieces to go get Lamar. Why would you not go get Lamar and spend all of this on Aaron Rodgers? I mean – and with Aaron Rodgers giving you a list of demands. See, like Aaron Rodgers is the more toxic person to me. Than, There's than no Lamar reason Jackson. for you to say I want Aaron Rodgers when I can get Lamar Jackson. No reason at all. So I just hope like the this can go the Lamar Jackson issue goes one of two ways. You either if you don't get him, you have to be good. Your plan, your long-term plan has to play out. Yeah, but no. The reason I say you have to be good, but when do you have to be good? Not anytime soon. It does. We're saying that we're taking the long way. It does buy you. It does buy you a couple years. Because Desmond Ritter is so unproven, it buys you a couple years. But you've got. And, if, and, well, and no, it buys you one year. Them. I'm sorry. It buys you one year. Because if you're ass next year, Caleb Williams is in the draft. And if you have an option to get Caleb Williams after you passed on Lamar Jackson, that's when the fan base loses a lot of a lot of confidence in you. Why? 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 Wait, 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 wait. So you tell no no no. If we that's the reason I feel like he has three years. Because all right, well, Desmond Ritter, we took him in the third round. Is if if it doesn't work out, you can throw it away, and we go if we're not good, and we go get Caleb Williams. Caleb, 
Then it's all everything is everything is okay, and we didn't have to spend the, the boat ton of butt, butt ton of money that we would have had to spend. Try to say boatload and butt ton. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I got sued. Butt ton. The butt ton, boy. <laughs> uh oh my god, this game is so stressful. Yeah, yeah. I just I hope it works out for Lamar. Um this is clear collusion. I mean, it's to me, it's clear as day. This is clear collusion. Yeah, and this wild crazy. What I'm trying, what I, do, what I don't believe is that nobody should want Lamar. Somebody's got the money and should do it. And it's funny how and they're San saying, Francisco, San Francisco, you should go get Lamar. You have pieces to go spend with Lamar. You can give them two. You quarterbacks. can send them a whole quarterback. You hey. Room. I send you two quarterbacks. <laughs> I, I you really two. got you three. They got Nate Sudfeld too. Edman, yeah. and they got I can send you hey. I got three and a possible that you could take. Three and a possible. We'll send you three quarterbacks and we'll send you two first round picks. And if you can't between two and first somebody round picks on and defense. three quarterbacks. <laughs> I'll give yeah. somebody on defense too. At that point. Or Miami. I mean I, I Miami. I can't understand why you'll commit to Tua. I can't, I, and I mean, no shade to Tua. When he's healthy, he's good. But I mean, because he has had neurological injuries like over and over and over again. Why not? Could you imagine Lamar, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Raheem Mostert? Yeah. You, Could you yes, imagine You want to know why I can? Because that'll be in the AFC. And it won't be my problem. Shh. Out of Salute. those four <laughs> names that I just said, who's the slowest person? Mostert. Lamar, Cheetah, Waddle. Who's Lamar. the slowest out of there? No. Lamar. I think Waddle is the slowest person out of there. <laughs> no. What's Lamar's 40? Lamar ain't faster. 4 3? Well, then Waddle wins a 4 2. So, yeah, Lamar probably is. Yeah, it's Lamar. He's the quarterback. That I mean, they called he, he's a very fast quarterback. They called a foul. Oh, my God. I'm listening. I'm listening. Go ahead. Lamar, I'm sorry. We're watching the Hawks. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the... That's it. Lamar's getting railroaded. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the ATL edition of the Splash Cast. We've talked about the Hawks, the Braves, the Falcons. Hopefully, the Falcons can get it together and get Lamar. Uh, Norwood, if we didn't miss anything, take us out because I'm watching this Hawks game and I am stressed. No? Ladies and gentlemen, this episode (laughs) has had its highs... When I speak of highs, I speak of the highest highs. The Atlanta Braves starting their season with two home runs to start the season. So fantastic to see Ronnie back on the base path, hitting home runs. Um, That's been the highs. We're now dealing with the Hawks finding a way to lose. Um, With that said, with that said, with that said, number one, number one, number one, more black beaches. We ain't forget about yes, sir. that. We ain't forget and about y'all. More black baseball, more black cowboys, and more black cowgirls. Number two and number three, by far the most important part. Historically, black college university that you went to, your cousin went to, your auntie went to, that person that mentored you when you was in college, the person who mentors you now. Send some money over there on behalf of that person. Historically, black college university in which the neighborhood that you live, the one that you go to tailgate step show to be on the yard to be around young people send some money over there and then finally send some money to the greatest learning institution in all the world 
the Hampton University. Since $18.68 on behalf of the Splashcast, me and Reggie would greatly appreciate it. We have just had another fantastic podcast. Reggie is another year older. Congratulations on making it to 45, my brother. I don't know where I will be without you. Uh, <laughs> so that means you 44? <laughs> you turned 44? Lord. That boy was like, yeah, yeah. No, no. In fact, no. Uh, <laughs> Ain't nowhere near there, brother. I do hope um, to get there. Yes. Nowhere near there. Once again, we are your HBCU homeboys. We are stressed and highly favored um, going into this official review with no time on the clock for the Hawks game. <laughs> um, with that said, ah, um, we out of here. Pray for us. We are stressed. This is bad. The world is crashing down around us, and 36-pack will be out on Wednesday, maybe 48. I don't know. Y'all tell me if y'all want 48. I try to figure it out. Peace. Love y'all. So what we're going to do, though, is um, I'm actually – going to keep us rolling and we're gonna watch the oh. end of this game um the hawks it is 123 122 point four seconds left they called a foul on capella on an inbound play to throw the alley-oop the hawks the mavericks have the ball to shoot two free throws down 123 122 with point four seconds left javel mcgee at the line this is a live reaction I can't believe they called oh, wait, it. Are you, are you gonna pull it up so we can see it? No, <laughs> that's copyright. Oh, right. <laughs> that'll, get, that'll get our whole video kicked off. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Spotify and the Chinese weather balloons ain't been hating anyway. Um, ah, that's right. You're behind. My bad. Uh, well, that means that he made one free throw. Nope, missed one. Free throw number two. 0.4 seconds left. Hawks up one. JaVale McGee. So at least Ooh. at least at this point we 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 working with overtime. Yeah, we're working with overtime at this point. He's about to shoot. But come on now, we need this. We need this. JaVale. Are you watching the JaVale. game? Yes, but I'm I'm just now getting to the first wasn't even a brick now. <laughs> it's not a brick. That I went and out. Um, this is behind the scenes bonus content. Remember, always like, follow, subscribe to the Realist Podcast in the world. Thank you guys for rocking with us. And yep, you thought it was over, didn't you? <laughs> overtime, man. Overtime. This, this, I know what I'm going to pull. Extra up. basketball is brought to you by Trey Young and his poor shot decision making at the end of the game. Yeah, it was I'm bad. out. We Yo, had the game. Cut it. Cut it. Cut this off, Reggie. <laughs> no, I was actually I'm, about to pull up the play by play. We we gonna keep it on. We keep it up. I'll pull up the play by no, play. No, I'm done. I'm not gonna let these people subject. <laughs> I'm, no, no. Yeah, all right, man. Well, I thought we were gonna I watch respect it. y'all too much. I need to cuss. <laughs> you could cuss. <laughs> no, nah, not like I want to. All right, man. Not like see I y'all want tomorrow, to. Monday night. Monday night raw. Peace out, y'all. See y'all. This is the Splashcast Weekly Schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's the Splashcast 24, 12, or 36-pack, just depending on the music. Thursday, for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday, they can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday Morning Live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com. 
and of course via Instagram at the Splashcast. Welcome to the Splashcast. You can find us at the link below. You can find the podcast versus audio and visual on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Our social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter is at underscore the Splashcast. We can also be found on Twitch. We can be found on Facebook, TikTok. Also below that, those are our episode playlists. The newest one is always up. We can be found on Apple Music. We can be found on Spotify. There is a playlist home, which is for all of the different playlists. And then we have the playlist master list, which is every song that's ever been on any of the playlists. And of course, for all of you podcasters, we can be found on Anchor at the Splashcast. My trunk won't be steel, I'ma play the music loud as the music can You don't like the way I'm riding, catch your Uber then Yeah, nigga, let's go I feel like it's me in 06 and 07, 08, and even 09 Still hard to kill, the last nigga tried Go ask him, he didn't survive I was sending the county, the niggas I fronted and helped They ain't send me a dime These niggas be kept, the way I was trapping Went platinum before I was signed Geeked up, I stayed out of my mind Still was ahead of my time And I was the man in the middle But made so much profit, you thought I was mine And everything top of the line, ain't nothing ain't change, I'm still in my prime. I make it look easy, these niggas some copycats, they'll do whatever to shine. Nigga, this the 06 Gucci man. My nigga gone off a pill, the nigga walk around like a superman. Somebody come down, he about to shoot the man. Nigga, this the 06 Gucci man. My trunk won't be still, I'ma play the music loud as the music can. You don't like the way I'm riding, catch your Uber then. Yeah, nigga, let's go. Turn on, turn on, turn on. Pistol whip your mans. She eat the dip with both her hands. Pulling up walk, I'm trying to stand. Clap at the ox like I'm a fan. I got a dove in my advance. Hit for 100 on Moreland Ave. Long little shotty low, bitch, I'm the man. Home invasion, we trying to go lose some. Put his face on the stove, thought he knew some. You a stepper, then go put your boots on. He get hit with the care if he move wrong. G block, y'all trapped in the school zone. You know I'm the wrong nigga to snooze on. Half a ticket on a Rolex Bluestone. Reach for a face shot, cut the news on. Nigga, this the 06 Gucci man.